Welcome to the Wealth Studying Podcast. This is episode 357. Today is March 14th, 2022. I'm your host, John Pagliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, the markets continue to be volatile, and every day, depending upon what the headline is, we're seeing major switchbacks and reversals. And not only from day to day is it very turbulent, but even within the same day. You know, today's a good example. It goes up, and then by the end of the day, it comes back down. Sometimes we're seeing that cycle twice in one day. The Russian-Ukraine situation, from a stock market perspective, is not something that concerns me, not at this point. I'm old enough to remember when the Soviets invaded Czechoslovakia. So more or less, I view this as a proxy war that's not much different than what we've seen in the past. So for now, I'm not worried. And I don't want to even get into the specifics of it because nobody knows how this is going to play out. What I do want to focus on is the questions that I've received from people about, you know, should you be buying oil stocks? Should you be buying aerospace defense stocks? I never chase the headlines. The time to buy oil stocks and even aerospace defense stocks was two years ago. Now, I'm not saying you can't make money if you buy at this point, but that's just not my style. I don't have to rush out and buy those trendy stocks right now because I did buy them two years ago, or in some cases at least 12 months ago, and in other cases even longer than two years ago. And the reason I bought them back then wasn't because they were trendy, it was exactly the opposite. The reason I bought Chevron and ExxonMobil and other oil-related stocks was because they presented what I consider to be a very good value, and they paid a dividend, and on a risk-adjusted basis, it seemed extremely valuable. You know, it's easy now to say, oh, oil stocks, of course, they're going up like crazy. You should own them. Remember, if you go back just a year, a couple years ago, no one wanted to touch dirty carbon petroleum. It was uninvestable. It wasn't ESG compliant. It was for old dinosaur baby boomers. You know, the future is electric. It's all going to be renewables and solar and wind and Hey, I'm not hating on that stuff. I don't want to purposely dirty the environment. I'm talking about this from an investment standpoint. When everybody is believing the same thing and putting their money into exactly the same investment, you should be concerned. And that's what everybody was doing a couple years ago when it came to shunning oil and petrochemical type companies. And the real tell on that is not only when everybody's putting their money into the same thing, but you can be pretty confident that that's a bad position to take when they're not only all putting their money in the same thing, but they're also basing their logic on a half-truth or a totally made-up myth. Now, again, I'm not saying here that the environment isn't important or that oil isn't dirty, but what I'm saying is, is that this economy that we live in right now today, it runs on petroleum in one form or another. And that's everything from not only the energy markets, but also chemicals, petrochemicals, fertilizer, pharmaceuticals, plastics. And while we have promising technology, whether it be renewables or nuclear fission, none of that as of today is going to replace the current petrochemical market. That's also a reason why I'm not overly concerned about what's happening in Russia and Ukraine, because the bottom line on all that is that those petrochemical pipelines that either ship oil or natural gas into Europe or into China, those are irreplaceable. They're important wholeheartedly, not only to the Russian economy, but also to the Germans and the Chinese and all the other Europeans. 
And so for that very matter, it's extremely unlikely that the flow of those petrochemicals is going to stop. And I think we can be pretty confident that over the long run, that oil is going to continue to flow out of Russia. And that's really the big concern that the markets have. Ha, but I digress. Two things here real quick and I'm going to finish up. Number one, I don't care about gas prices. I'm talking about on a personal level and even somewhat on a market level. The reason I say I don't care so much on a market level is that I don't care at these price ranges. I put out a blog post a couple days ago at investablewealth.com. A lot of people didn't get what I was trying to show there. But I compared the S&P 500, not denominated in dollars, but denominated in barrels of oil. And the point of that chart was to show that over the last 20 years, and I could have made it over the last 100 years, is that the stock market over short periods of time can react quite violently either to increases or decreases in the price of energy or the price of oil. But over the long run, it adjusts. And there tends to be harmonics and ratios that hold up over certain periods or certain transition times. We're in one of those right now, and we're not out of the boundaries of where we've been. So my point is, is that from a market standpoint, from an inflation and an economic standpoint, although it's not good that oil prices are going up, we're well within the bounds that I think that the market can absorb them. From a personal level, I really don't care about gas prices. I just came back from a 2,400-mile round-trip extended road trip. I never once looked at the price of gasoline or paid any attention to how much it cost me to fill up my gas tank other than when I took a video to use on YouTube to make a point. The reason I don't care about gas prices is that I don't go anywhere unless I physically have to go anyways. And so if I have to go, I have to go. And it's going to cost me to get there one way or another. And I'm certainly not going to walk. Now I know that I may be in a financial position that other people aren't in, and they do have to scrimp and save and budget and things that they spend on gas they're not going to spend somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. I understand it. But there are also a whole lot of people like me that don't care. And they have the assets to keep not only buying the gasoline and traveling for their day-to-day -day needs, but they're also tired of being cooped up and locked down for two years. I know people all over the country that have vacations planned this year to go to Europe, to go to South America, to go to Disney, to go on a cruise. And though they may be in the minority in terms of individual households, they're certainly in the majority of wealth and income, and they are willing and ready to spend that money. So no, I'm not rushing now into owning oil stocks and aerospace defense stocks. I bought those things over the last couple years. And just like I bought them back when everybody else hated them, that's exactly what I'm looking for to buy now. Things that people don't like. And they still don't like the reopening stocks, the travel stocks. They still don't like a lot of the banks, the industrials, the materials, the other cyclicals. What's made me even more optimistic is that over these last two or three months, some extremely high quality blue chip growth names have come way down in price to where they're not only at fair value, but in some cases, they're darn right cheap. That's where I'm planning on putting my money now. Not in the current trend, but in what I think is going to be valuable in six months or 18 months or whenever down the road. I saw a statement from Elon Musk. Now, I normally ignore whatever 
Elon says, because I know he's just trolling people. But I got to admit, I really agree with what he said. Today, he said that he would dump the dollar and buy stocks. And those are my thoughts right now exactly. And it isn't that I'm worried about the status of the dollar. It's just that for all the concerns about inflation and market volatility, as long as you're a long-term growth investor, it doesn't matter. Because the U.S. stock market, the U.S. equity markets, throughout history, they have always not only more than kept up with inflation, but they have produced very rewarding returns. Now, I know there's always a chance that that won't happen in the future, that it could be different this time, that we could be headed into a World War III nuclear situation. Yeah, you know what? I'll take my chances with owning U.S. stocks. Because let me tell you something. I expect the United States to be here next year, in five years, in 10 years, in 30 years. If it's not a dynamic, thriving economy in the future, then we've all got more to worry about than our retirement accounts. Well, hey, as always, until the next episode, this is John Pagliano wishing you the very best returns.